Welcome back to the Never Too Late podcast, everyone. I hope you're all enjoying the content and guests I'm having on the podcast, along with some of the topics and ideas we are chatting about. Please reach out if you think someone would be a good fit as a guest, and I'll do what I can to get them on. Also, if you have any feedback, I'd love to hear from you. It's been really rewarding for me to have some really positive feedback throughout the first 21 episodes, and it inspires me to keep working on the podcast to create more exciting and insightful content. To me, it's so interesting to hear things like self-awareness, support networks, identity, and scheduling time for rest and recovery in our days, weeks, months, and years all pop up as a common theme across many of the episodes, so I thought why not expand on a few of those topics today. These really are very important things that can provide a benefit to both our physical and mental health, along with adding the building blocks to help you all on your self-improvement journeys. I don't think it's ever just one thing or one quick fix. I believe it's a combination of little daily tasks that when done over time accumulate to bigger successes and feelings of growth and accomplishment. I thought the best place to start would be with self-awareness and some tools and techniques that can help you start to improve your self-awareness. Through doing some research, here are six strategies that I found that I think are important and can all help in one way or another. The first is mindfulness. Mindfulness involves paying attention to your thoughts, feelings and sensations in the present moment without judgment. Practicing mindfulness regularly can help you become more aware of your thoughts and feelings. So for me, whether that's my meditation practice or if I go for a walk without my phone or any music on, it's feeling your feet on the ground when you're walking, it's listening to the noises around you, feeling the Um, senses that are hitting your skin or the taste when you're eating food. It's those sort of things that bring you back to that present moment in a mindful way that sort of help build on that self-awareness piece. The next is journaling. Writing down your thoughts and feelings can help you reflect on them and gain insight into yourself. Try journaling regularly, perhaps at the end of each day or whenever you feel the need to process your emotions. This is something I've also done a fair bit of in my time and Journaling has helped me sort of get those thoughts from my head down onto paper and sort of reflect on maybe what's happened during that day or that week or the month or maybe something difficult I'm dealing with or even if something great has happened that I can write it down and and sort of just, yeah, put it on a piece of paper and see where the pen flows. And sometimes it's easier than others and sometimes I do it every day and sometimes not so often. But I think having that practice of journaling Um, is a great way to cultivate that self-awareness piece and sort of just, yeah, build on that. The third one is seeking feedback. Ask trusted friends or colleagues for honest feedback on your behavior and communication style. This can help you identify blind spots and areas for improvement. I think often we can look at um, the people around us or or chat to the people around us and this sort of comes into that um, self-awareness and sort of like community side of things that some of the guests have spoken about and Um, Having some people, if you can, like some friends, colleagues, family that you can turn to and and chat to and see if they can help you, I guess, with anything that that you've got a challenge with, I guess, or um, yeah, sort of just um, can help you on your self-improvement journey or difficult situations that pop up. So um, seeking feedback in that way from friends, colleagues or family um, is another way to cultivate self-awareness. Self-reflection, 
is another one which follows on from that seeking feedback. So take time to reflect on your experiences and how they make you feel. This can help you identify patterns in your thoughts and behaviors. Yeah, so self-reflection can be done in a, I guess, a way where you sit there and sort of think about your thoughts without any distractions or just sort of sit there and process what those feelings might be and just really sit there and see what your gut is telling you. Um, where that's coming from or, or even that journaling side of things. That's another great way to um, do some self-reflection. Number five is mindful breathing. So take a few minutes each day to focus on your breath, breathing in and out slowly and deeply. This can help you become more aware of your body and your emotions. I think this is a great way to sort of tie into um, the one of the earlier episodes with Campbell Will on breathing. And if you haven't listened to that already, that's a great episode on on the breath and how important the breathing is for us and focusing on the breath. And then he also provided some great tools um, and ways that we can focus on our breath and some breathing techniques that um, can help us with that. And number six is therapy or coaching. Working with a therapist or coach can bring provide you with tools and techniques for improving self-awareness and exploring your thoughts and feelings in a safe and supportive environment. So for me, I've discussed before and actually had um, Amanda Campbell, a kinesiologist that I see on the podcast, um, or Nick Moss, who's a functional neurologist that I have seen as well. Um, And to me, they've both um, helped me a lot in improving and um, chatting to them about things that pop up here and there and how I can deal with some tougher situations um, or also deal with the good times, but then providing me with tools and I guess a sounding board to yeah improve and um, get through some of those times. So yeah, therapy or coaching is, is another great way. But one thing also to remember is self-awareness is a process that takes time and effort. It's not going to happen overnight and it is going to take some time to sort of work through those things. But be patient with yourself and, and stay committed to the journey of self-improvement and self-discovery. And you, you never know when you look back in a month or two or, or even a few weeks, six months, a year, whatever it may be, um, the changes that you can make. Uh, for me, also a little bit what I touched on there is um, meditation and journaling have been huge and something I do very consistently. And meditation for me is a non-negotiable and it's something I do every morning for 15 minutes to start my day on uh, the Headspace app and they they have a little guided sort of meditation for the first minute or two and then following that it takes you through a meditation process and um, yeah I think it's been a great thing for me in terms of starting my day in that way in a very clear Headspace but then also building on that practice over time I feel like I can take it into my day-to-day life and sort of see those thoughts coming and going and passing through and um, yeah, meditation has, has been great for me. In terms of journaling, that can be a little bit more sporadic, but when I do sit down to write, it feels like a great way to get my thoughts down on paper, refocus to the present moment, and and sort of help like tap me into that creative side. And I think when I'm writing down on paper, my mind tends to go in different directions and, and I write it down and, and you never know where your imagination or creativity can take you. So I think that's another good way to sort of tap into those sort of parts of your brain and and mind and body that that you may not have had the chance to before so another great way to to work on that self-awareness piece and yeah i think it is not a linear process and it does take time and for me i think i didn't really start i didn't know much about the sort of self-awareness thing or even put much focus into it until 
maybe two or three years ago and when that when that started and and now it's taken the time to get to where I am now and I think we often want results quickly and and we want them now but over time you'll see the growth and you'll pick up on oh okay like my mindfulness is improving or I've taken some time to do some self-reflection and I'm feeling this way or I've just started seeing a coach or a therapist and and they're really helping or um yeah I just think there's a lot of ways that we can improve on this over time and, and just know that it may not be linear but uh over time these things can really help and and as we've discussed on the podcast so far with with different guests that have spoken about self-awareness there's different ways that people do it and different ways that they feel it but yeah it can be very important for them and if you haven't already just i reckon recommend going back and listening to a few more of the episodes and and see where that self-awareness piece sort of pops up just wanted to take a quick break and say that if you're enjoying the podcast please head over to spotify or apple podcast or wherever you listen and subscribe follow and rate the podcast so i can continue to make content that you enjoy and can all stay up to date connect with my instagram page never too late podcast and pass this on to a friend or family member that you think could benefit from listening. Thank you for all your support. I really appreciate it. Now, back to the episode. And then the other common theme from some of the previous episodes that I wanted to touch on was rest and recovery, and more specifically some tools that help us fit that into our busy schedules and the importance of it. I think Ranjit Rao, Dr. Ranjit Rao's episode comes to mind with this and, and even talking to um, Billy Gowers here and there, we, the discussions about how life feels like it's getting busier and busier and that we don't have time for rest. And I think Ranjit spoke great about how he found that scheduling his days, weeks, months, years and and blocking out time when, okay, in this day I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a little circuit breaker during my day, a circuit breaker during my week, month and year and plan out those um, periods of rest and I think if you haven't heard that episode definitely head back um, and listen to what Dr. Ranjit Rao has to say there but yeah I think it's a common theme that sort of popped up so I thought again I've researched six tips that can help so um, scheduling time for rest and recovery is, is crucial for maintaining your overall well-being and pro- productivity and um, here are the six tips that I have researched and that I think could make a big impact on your rest and recovery. Number one Prioritize rest and recovery. Recognize that rest and recovery are important for your physical and mental health and make them a priority in your schedule. Number two, schedule it in advance. Plan out your week or month ahead of time, including specific times for rest and recovery. Block off time in your calendar for activities such as yoga, meditation, reading, or spending time with loved ones. Number three, set boundaries. Be clear with yourself and others about when you need to rest and recover. Say no to additional commitments when you need to prioritize rest. Number four, take breaks throughout the day. Incorporate short breaks throughout your workday to recharge and refocus. Go for a walk, stretch, or take a power nap. Number five, incorporate restful activities into your daily routine. Engage in activities that help you relax and recharge, such as taking a bath, listening to music, or practicing mindfulness. Number six, practice self-care. Take care of your physical and emotional needs. Get enough sleep, eat nourishing foods, and engage in activities that bring you joy and fulfillment. And remember, rest and recovery are essential for maintaining your health and well-being. 
By prioritizing and scheduling time for them, you can ensure that you're at your best both in and out of the workplace. And I think across those six points there, it's it's the common thing about little daily things that add up over time. If you, if you are not taking care of prioritizing rest during your day and taking a break here or there over your weeks and then months, it all adds up and then... I mean, I've definitely been there where you feel like you're burnt out and you've just been go, go, go for so long that you then have a bit of a crash or you get sick or or something like that. So, and I know it is difficult because um, for for myself, um, scheduling tournaments or um, practice and you always feel like you could be doing a bit more, but um, the more uh, really after um, our chat in episode 19 with Dr. Ranjit Rao, I think that was one of those moments where I was like, yeah, I really need to improve my scheduling and how I prioritize my rest. And, and hearing from him how he did that was um, was very important. So, yeah, when scheduling rest and recovery, those, those six things I just mentioned, which are prioritize rest and recovery, schedule it in advance, set boundaries, take breaks throughout the day, incorporate restful activities and practice self-care, I think they all add up and can all be interchanged and used um, on any at any point really but the couple that sort of stick out for me is the practice the self-care and then setting boundaries and I think that's a it's an interesting one that doesn't get talked about a lot where you almost need to be a little bit selfish when it comes to these sort of things and, and be able to say oh no you know what like I do need to not go out on this Thursday night for dinner because I need to rest and I need some time for myself or I want to use this time to to have a bath and listen to some music or read a good book or go for a walk with my partner, whatever it may be. I think that setting boundaries and being clear with yourself and and putting yourself first, you'll then in turn be better for that and then be better for your friends and family when you are going out and doing those things because you'll be in a better space yourself. And as I said earlier, this is sort of something that I'm – really working on a fair bit at the moment in terms of um, having some rest after the the season that's just been going on here in Australia and, and the busy sort of six, seven months that it had been um, and, and sort of coming to light with that with Ranjit's sort of chat and that sort of got me thinking about how I can incorporate and be better with, with my rest and recovery and I think it's something that I've definitely done before and obviously had to incorporate into my training but but not so much in a more focused sort of spaces I'm doing it now. And I think in the past I've used saunas, float tanks, cold showers, different things like that to help physical recovery. And then I guess the float tanks help the mental recovery as well. But really what I've done in the last few weeks is put the clubs aside and have a proper like rest. And that's helped a lot physically and mentally. I've still been in the gym and doing a fair bit of like life admin stuff and expenses, etc. But it's given me the time to sort of recover physically and mentally and I've found I'm so much sharper, uh, fresher, happier, more upbeat, more creative. So I think it's sort of caught up on me and it can catch up on a lot of us how like not, maybe it's burnt out, maybe it's just stress, a lot of things that with the busyness of life and the phones and – TV and those sort of things and news that's always around us and the fear. There's a lot that sort of can weigh us down and, and get in our way. So practicing 
rest and recovery, thinking about ways that we can incorporate that into our day-to-day lives. And, and it may not be as easy as um, some of those tips there, but if you can just incorporate maybe a little bit, maybe a walk at lunchtime or a walk after dinner um, when you get home or whatever that may be, I think if we can just incorporate that and sort of keep it at the front of our mind that follows on from that self-awareness piece that, yeah, okay, maybe we need a little bit of rest and recovery here. Um, then I think that can be really impactful and help you all sort of on your self-improvement journey. And just also looking back at the top six um, things there that I read out and I sort of wanted to touch on just a little bit deeper on that self-care one where it's it spoke about um, getting enough sleep and eating nourishing foods. I know for me those two are absolutely massive in terms of helping me with my rest and recovery and mental clarity and how I feel. I think there's so many things that can affect your sleep and food is definitely one of them depending how close you can you eat to bed or what you're eating before you go to sleep but for me it's probably been about three years now I've been training with a whoop which is a sort of health um, fitness tracker tracks my heart rate and sleep and gives me a recovery score and the daily activities I do equate to a day strain but that's really helped me get some insights into how different things affect my sleep, being on my phone too close to bed or eating too close to bed, eating heavy meals, um, which are high in processed carbohydrates. For me, they don't work. Any alcohol, that doesn't help my sleep. So I've now been able to work out sort of like a little um, toolkit for myself on, okay, I like to eat dinner three to four hours before I go to sleep or have a meal that's um, lower in processed carbohydrates, it's full of whole foods and fresh food and and those things really help my sleep. And then when I'm training and prioritizing um, those things that need to go into whether it's the gym or the practice at the course or when I'm playing golf and, and tournament golf, that the sleep for me is very important alongside the nutrition side of things. And those two things are at the top of the list for me and how I can turn up and be my best self each and every day. So a little insight into that, those sort of things that help me and, and I think sleep is just so important and nutrition that they should almost be a starting point for a lot of people and um, I know there's a lot that goes into those sort of things but but if you can just start by maybe cleaning up the diet a little bit, fresh, whole foods, those sort of things can make a big difference in, in how you sleep and then how your brain works and, and body functions the next day and, and then yeah, could could add on to how you're feeling in that um, self-awareness piece. And uh, following on from the nutrition side of things, I think if you want to go all the way back to episode four, I had Christine Atobre come on, uh, a naturopath, to talk about a lot of things about holistic health and those sort of things. And we touched on the nutrition side of things and, and how different foods affect the body and insulin levels, etc., and having a lot of fresh whole foods, organic if possible, um, adding a wide range of different things in. So if you want a bit more information on that, head back to episode four and listen to what um, Christine had to say. But I think what, what I've been able to cover in this little solo episode has been quite good and I think hopefully it's provided a little bit of yeah, a little bit of knowledge on, on a few topics that I think have, have come up a fair bit in some of the episodes recently. Um, self-awareness, recovery, rest support networks, identity, these sort of things have come up a little bit. So I thought I'd dive into um, a couple of those today. But but at the same time, I wanted to make it sort of clear that no one's ever finished on their journey of, of learning and, and improving and 
growing. So whether these things are relevant to you right now or in the future, I think it's always good to to keep chipping away and always finding different ways to sort of learn and improve and, and read and, and explore some new information on, oh, what, what does that sort of mean about not having processed carbs or or what what, what are whole foods and what are fresh whole foods and, and do some research on how sleep and, and these different things and journaling and meditation can all have such an impact on ourselves and, and, um, and some of the, as I said, some of the guests have outlined how that these sort of things have helped them and, and how it's a common theme coming through from a lot of different people. So I hope you all enjoyed the episode today. And as I said, I've quite enjoying doing these solo episodes here and there and um, I'd love feedback if you feel like you, you want to share some. But um, yeah, I look forward to seeing you all in the next episode and uh, thank you for listening. tuning in. This is just a reminder that this podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views on this podcast are not medical advice and opinions of guests are their own. If you have any questions regarding your health, be sure to seek professional medical advice.